Welcome to Random Eloquence. Well-spoken rants. Hello and welcome back to the Random Eloquence Podcast. I am your host, Crystal, and I just wanted to say welcome to the last episode of 2022. I cannot believe we have made it this far, y'all. It's December, and I just want to first say thank you to everyone who has listened to the show, who supported us throughout this whole year, everyone who has listened to every single episode if you've listened to a few episodes here and there or if it's your first time joining us today I just want to say thank you for popping in on today we are going to be just closing out the year with this wrap-up episode it's just going to be little snippets of some of our best and funniest and just most informative episodes that we've done this year so I hope you take some time to just go down memory lane with us and if you are interested in listening to the full episodes for each of these recap clips, be sure to check out all of our episodes for the last almost two years, y'all. Just crazy that we're almost hitting the two-year anniversary of the podcast in early 2023. In the meantime, be sure you are subscribing to our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it be Apple, Google, Amazon, y'all know all the places to go. Be sure to subscribe there. Tell a friend. Continue to share the podcast. Also, follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is at Random Eloquence Pod. Email us. Email us your topic ideas. Email us anything you want. If you want to touch base with us, reach out to us, work with us. Email us at randomeloquencepod at gmail.com. And again, we just want to say Happy New Year, uh, Happy Holidays. Any holiday that you celebrate, we hope you're taking this time to rest, regroup, and we'll be seeing you all in 2023. Enjoy. Crystal and I, we kind of do the same thing, but not in the not in the traditional like commercial sense, you know. We have a reset by choosing like a word for the year that we're going to try to live out or, you know, use to bring certain things that we are praying for into fruition. And so we're going to just share our word or words of the year with you all. Uh, I will, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> so last year, 2021, one of my words of what, well, actually my word of the year was discipline. I have decided to bring that back over into 2022 because I'm not done with it. Recover is my second word of the year, which was Crystal's word of the year last year. And for me this year, I kept it simple again, with just the one word. Um, now that I'm on the other side of a lot of that stuff that happened last year, um, my word, my official word of 2022 is to regulate. What is clearly a scam, but is so normalized that people don't notice so um who wants to go first i have one and it's a big one health insurance ha! right off my list <laughs> man adulthood in general as we say in our in our intro um adulthood the worst hood ever ever <laughs> and it just got me thinking like i mean adulthood is a scam it's a whole scam <laughs> out here. Life insurance. <laughs> now, and it's, it should be called death insurance because uh, that's what you use it for. Yeah, but I guess they say <laughs> insurance on your life. 
in the event you lose your life. Um, the place is public. I paid for a ticket. This is a public event you're inviting me to via my ticket purchase. Why does my ticket purchase not cover parking? Why is there a separate fee for parking? I get it. That's definitely a scam. That's a good one. We had an idea to interview two of our close friends who recently encountered some very significant changes in their life. And what we wanted to know was how they got to a point where they knew it was time for a change. How did they navigate and manage the change and what has been the overall outcome and the conversation that we had with them, them being Brennan and Brian Bowman was so very enlightening. Thank you for having us. Of course. Of course. I just want to mention too, uh, Brian and Brennan, they are our most loyal listeners. I think they probably (laughs) listen to every Every single episode. So we want to thank you again in person. We love the reshares. We love the The engagement. The reviews, the the engagement. That, That next morning I woke up and was like, I want to do this. Nice. This is I, I had so much fun. I'm I'm gonna start a photography business. I said, well, when I, maybe when I retire, um, I'll look into like going to culinary school, just kind of something to do, whatever, you know. We're and talking an additional like thirty years, years from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. twenty five years or whatever it's gonna be. Oh no. Yeah. Started doing it. Went to the culinary schools, did the classes. I've always liked cooking. Always, you know, cooking and food has always been big in our family. Um, so. It's, not that I thought I'd want to do it for a career either, but it's just something I really enjoyed. Yes. Um. So, I don't think it has really hit me that we've done this for a year yet. And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of us. I'm glad that we kept it up. And... I don't know. I don't really have like a specific emotion. Crystal can see me. I'm just kind of beaming with pride over here. But other than that, I I can't really describe how it feels. As everybody knows, if you've been listening since day one, we took four years to get this off the ground. And I think that we had some concerns about how we would be received, about how we just had a lot of concerns about everything, really. We were just kind of being worry warts. And I'm just curious to know, Crystal, did any of the expectations that you had in the beginning of this, like with regard to feedback, listeners, anything, did any of that happen? I mean, I'll lead, I will lead with this. I'm, I'm actually, I have way more positive, way, literally way more positive things to say than quote unquote negative. And I wouldn't use the word negative. Um, I just have, you know, like one little thing I'll bring up shortly. Um, But to answer your question, I mean, so, okay, I'll start with this. So my expectation of the podcast was that, you know, we're going to do the podcast and, you know, even though we're scared and all that, it's going to be like, I knew it wasn't going to be an immediate success because we have to start somewhere and no one knows who we are. Right. So I know, and I knew then that it was going to take a while to grow and, you know, you, you got to be patient. So far, my expectations that I had in the beginning mostly have been met. Yes. When it comes to overall, you know, overall success of the podcast. Yes. Good. I will say, um, I would say that 
my expectations were exceeded. And it's not to say that I didn't believe in us, but I just did not, I didn't know how many people would really enjoy listening to us. We got some solid, loyal listeners. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning to focus on them because if I was a loyal listener, I wouldn't want to always hear like, oh my God, no one's listening, no one's listening. Because as a loyal yeah. listener, I, I might be like, well, dang, they're not even acknowledging credit. that I'm listening right. yeah, every week or every yeah. other week, rather. Yeah, because the reality is people can, they there's so many things begging for people's attention. So the fact that people tune into little old you and I, like Mm -hmm. I am very thankful and I know it's cliche, but like, I'm very humble by that. So I am really learning and focusing on the people who listen. I wanted to add too, I do like the fact that um, our podcast was some people's very first podcast ever that they've listened to. Oh, they listened to? Yeah, because I have a lot of people um, in my life that didn't, like they heard a podcast, but they never really listen to a podcast so of course they wanted to support so they were like well I don't know what a podcast is but show me how to get it what do I what is it and what do I do well we are believe it or not we are us telling our little stories and jokes or whatever it is we do we are actually helping people because I've I've heard people say things like you made me feel seen or you made mm. me feel like it wasn't just me when I say me like they're talking about you or I yeah they, they say us interchangeably but believe it or not we have had people say like you validated my concerns and stuff so that is my point too with always trying to be authentic because I want people to know like we are real people Mm -hmm. going through the same stuff even now when I think about like electing benefits open enrollment periods and stuff now I study those daggone uh those those charts I pay attention to those deductibles now I pay attention to co-insurance pay attention to out-of-pocket maximums all of that stuff because because all these words are triggering (laughs) all that i do sorry i'm so sorry uh again your parents are not teaching you like hey paula okay one day in life you're gonna get a career and you're gonna have to pick your medical dental and vision no one's having that conversation they are not most adults do not know how to do that i get it and you just kind of figure it out as you go and like like i said as you get older you start to pay more attention to the stuff that you're choosing. You yep. start to pay more attention to, you know, like stuff you sign up for. Yep. You're not willing to, you know, to, to risk stuff. Mm-hmm. So now, like I said, I just been pondering this since yesterday. Like, like you might make a decision that can change the total direction of your life. Yep. You better make it a good one. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I know. Well, speaking of trajectory of life, it, that that's the thing that a lot of us don't want to really think about or admit. But when you really reflect back over your life, there are a lot of times that we have made certain decisions that, whether it was great or not, it put us to where we are today. Mm-hmm. The bottom line, like, adulting is hard. And just and having to make choices is hard. This, <laughs> this, this is our PSA right now for, we're, we're going to start it. We're going to start an Overthinkers Anonymous group. There's a particular place that I ride past every so often. And the parking lot is like really crowded all the time. And I'm just wondering, at this stage in the game of the pandemic, Panini, Panhandle, whatever you want to call it, the world is keeping golden corral in business oh god (laughs) wait 
do you want to um do you want me to answer now or sure because when i okay so this <laughs> that's that's the question y'all that's the question because i'm like who is still going okay to, matter of fact any buffet y'all still going to buffets right y'all okay. still doing that in year three <laughs> so um i'm gonna fill this awkward gap with a little bit of these are my confessions oh lord it's you <laughs> Oh, wait, let me explain. It is not what you think. I'm going to start with, I did not go to any buffet. I have not been to any, I have literally not stepped foot inside of any buffet restaurants. And honestly, it might have been pushing three, four years, perhaps. Okay. Unless if, if you're listening, you've been with me to buffet, refresh your memory, but I'm not, I don't know. I really don't think it's been for sure in the last two years. However... <laughs> admittedly <laughs> so okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get to it golden corral as quiet as it's kept they have really good fried chicken okay i don't know if you've ever tried it it is very good it's funny that you brought up fried chicken earlier with farm fresh <laughs> so one day what happened was uber uh -huh. eats had a cold right and the cold was like spend 20 dollars we give you 20 no, it was like spend 30, we give you $25 off. It was something crazy. Mm. And of course, that's a good deal. But then of course, they're going to charge you like tip and all that. But when it was all said and done, it would have been, it would have made for a good deal. So long story short, it, the catch was it was only certain restaurants. And everybody knows I like a good deal. So I was like, well, why not? When it's all said and done, <laughs> I did the math. You know, after taxes, tipping, fees, I was going to only spend about, $15 short to feed a family of I say three because my little baby's not eating yet not eating mm -hmm. well I guess he is eating now but you know what I mean yeah and we need to feed the family so anyway long story short Golden Corral was on the list of like restaurants that you can use this promo code and we ordered the family meal chicken fried chicken meal and it was good for um obviously Uber Eats so we did mm -hmm. not go to the restaurant the man brought it here and it came with those four Big rolls, and don't y'all act like those rolls. <laughs> don't y'all act like y'all bread and those and rolls, like those though. So that actually kind of answered one of my other questions, which was about the um, like you know, struggles in life because life is gonna happen whether you're single, married, divorced, widow, nothing. Life is gonna continue to happen, mm -hmm. and you know, is coping with those any different now that you are? responsible for other people basically mm -hmm. like is it yeah harder you feel or yeah just the same or what um i will say comparing like quote unquote single life meaning not married or not um just by yourself so when i lived by myself by law i was considered single i was not married even though i was dating my husband um but overall, yeah. So I would say comparing that version of myself compared to now, uh, married and or with kids, um, problems that arise then for me, I'm not going to, I wouldn't dare say they were easier, but mm -hmm. I was able to process them probably more uh, effectively. Okay. Um, I'll give an example. Um, I had suffered a great loss um, before I got married. Well, no, to be fair, this happened after I got married, but I suffered, I suffered the death of a family member that I really, really struggled with. And we had just got married. So technically it was very new. So we had just got married, 
but I really struggle with that mentally. And I look back and say, man, if I had a child then or children, to, I, I just I always look back like, how would I have handled that? Because I just was not in a space to really deal with anybody, let alone my own husband. And so um, I feel like when I was by myself, like I was able to process things, like any challenges that came up, I was able to process it a little, I, I'm not gonna say easier, but just better. But now if something like that, God forbid, happens, like I worry, like how am I gonna be able to still grieve or cope or whatever the thing is and try to like be a good person and parents or be a wife or whatever. So it, it's hard to compare, but because mm-hmm. like I said, challenges are challenges. I wouldn't dare say they're easier because of this situation or that situation. Basically, if you're an adult, um, if you're an adult, kids or not, married or not, I can only speak for me, but like the meme was a joke. I found it absolutely hilarious. Yeah. It's a joke, <laughs> but to be fair, yes. Um, for those triggered or not triggered, it, it, I think I, my view, let me, I'm speaking for Crystal. My view is that as an adult, you're going to struggle. You're going to have challenges. There might be financial hardships. There may be mental. Ain't no might. It will be. You're going to go through times in life where things are great. Things are really low. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I just think that um, that whole debate, because a lot of people in the comments are going back and forth. It really is no debate. I just feel like it was a joke. And if you agree with it, you agree with it. If you don't, you don't. To be fair, they are those couples that are like, we're married. We have children, and we only can hang with those with who are married. married. Couples. If, and you're, if you're single, you can't come. And we literally do not <laughs> carry ourselves like that. To be fair, most of our friends, not most, but a lot of our friends are either single or they're dating or they don't have kids or they're married with no kids. We have a variety of friends is what I'm saying. So, like, we just don't kick it like that. And I told Paul, I said, oh, my God, please don't take that no way. Like, and you I know, did. I was yeah, like, you no. know, me and David don't try to, like, make you feel like that or anybody but uh but I do think it did bring up a really this topic good topic it, yeah yeah it's a really there are good one <laughs> there's a lot of people that don't necessarily see things like you know the way that you've described it or yeah. maybe the way that I described it um I had to there, learn there are people who are kind of you know they're they're polar they polarize marriage and single it's almost like you know being a democrat or republican because yeah. our generation consists of women with kids, women without kids, women who are choosing not to have kids and being secure in that. I respect Mm -hmm. it. I think that is a good thing, you Mm -hmm. know, going forward because we do, we were raised by probably mothers, not saying our little mothers, but we were raised by a generation that felt the opposite. Like, oh no, my worth Mm -hmm. is tied to a man or my worth is tied to how many kids I have or how many domestic duties. And Instead we don't subscribe of, to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You're right. Our generation now is like it's almost like um the women that I see, we are kind of like chasing dreams. We're, you know, chasing success and we're, you know, accomplishing all these different things. And it's like I guess that's not as important to people, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, like you said, black women always have to be doing something. And one of the things that we're always encouraged to do is also go get educated. But yeah. once you get educated, you know, there's all these things that happen after that. And so a lot of black women, I know we are well-educated, you know, we have multiple degrees and things like that, but instead of 
chasing a man or chasing marriage or like, you know, chasing motherhood. We're just chasing after our dreams and that's not really valued. Have you ever gone back to a job that you previously left and then decided, you know, hmm, maybe I'll go back? Because jobs are like dating a little bit. And sometimes, you know, it's good <laughs> not to go back to the past. Yeah. But in some rare cases, you know, it's good to reunite. So my burning question to you is, and it's not a juicy question, but it's definitely mm-hmm. segue into our episode. Yeah, have you ever gone back to a job that you quit? And even if you quit on bad or good terms, it doesn't have to be drama. I just want to know what your thoughts are about it. I've never gone back. Um, I had the opportunity once to go back to a job that I left. And the reason I left it wasn't because of anything sorted or because like I hated the job or like managed. So I actually um, have never gone back to a job. I'm pausing because I'm trying to remember. I've never gone back to a job that I've quit. Thankfully, I've never been fired from a job. Mm-hmm. I have been close <laughs> to being fired. Uh, and I got out of there before, you know, things shifted. But no, I've never gone back to a job. But what made me think of this question is I started asking people, like, I know plenty of people in my circle who have confidently gone back. And only half of them have been happy with their <laughs> What is the great resignation you asked? Well, according to our sources, (laughs) um, basically it's just like this big migration of um, workplace shifting. So by definition, let me pull it up so I can make sure we are quoting um, properly. But basically the great resonation by definition is also known as the big quit and the great reshuffle. It is an economic trend in which employees have voluntarily resigned from their jobs in great numbers beginning in early 2021, primarily in the United States. Um, so what's happening is, um, so let's just do a little bit of backstory. So back in 2020, around March mm-hmm. of 2020, mm-hmm. you know, this little thing called COVID started infiltrating the United States and companies started panicking. They said, you know what? we don't know what we're going to do. So we're just going to start laying off people at random, you know? And if we're not laying them off, we're going to like reduce their workload or on the flip side, we're going to increase their workload. We're going to act like nothing's happening. We're going to act like the world is not on fire and we're just going to work people to death. Um, But also we might cut your pay or we might do something drastic to affect the livelihoods of our workers, but it's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's just a pandemic. We're going to be good. It'll pass. It'll pass. It'll be just we'll, two weeks. We'll do what we can to stay afloat for now. And yes. you're right. That, that that was the first two weeks. And then these employers realize, oh shit, we may have to consider some long-term effects of what this is going to do to our workforce and to our businesses. So then at the end of 2020, getting into early 2021, trends started happening you started seeing people putting in notices in great numbers mm-hmm. it was like moses they came through and was like all right time to wrap this up time to get out every Let's go you know everybody the the, all, the company is talking about opening up the office back the you know whatever wherever you work the hours were going back to quote unquote normal would you consider your job changes part of the great resignation would you do you Absolutely. Think you, were, you would think you were pushed to do that because you had some time, like most of us, like, oh, this ain't working. 
or I don't like yep. how to handle that. I gotta go. So would you say that? Yeah. Or or just like like y'all y'all are doing nothing to manage. So of course I'm always gonna look at it from a mental health standpoint as well as well as an economical standpoint. People were not well in 2020. And it was brushed off as if, well, okay, well, we'll move on. The pandemic is, you know, slowly decreasing and things are improving. So mental health should improve, but there was nothing, nobody was doing anything. If you weren't doing something for yourself, it just wasn't happening. I would, I would consider myself as part of the great resignation. It's funny because we'll be telling these stories to, you know, the children of the future generations. We'll, <laughs> when, we're, when we're old, we'll be like, yeah, you know, back in the great resignation of 2021 and 2022, <laughs> I left my job, you know. And I decided I was going to work from home. I can't wait to hear this. Because <laughs> I was like, that is probably one of the best burning questions. So the burning question is, how do you throw away a trash can? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Thank you, so, Felicia. So, and I, I'm purposely pausing. And I'm not, we're not just talking any trash can. We're talking about, think about it, like those big dumpster ones that you have in your yard. Um, because I think she was moving or she already moved or something like that. And so she said, mm-hmm. I thought of this because I guess where she's living, they had old like dumpsters, you know, like the big giant recycle bins or like the black trash cans. I guess the ones that came with her house were old or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so... She's like, well, I got a new one, but then what do I do with the old one? Like, no one talks about how do you throw away the dumpster? Yeah. That's, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's so the question. The, the logical side of me, like, it, depending on where you live, like, if, you know, you own your house and stuff like that, and you, um, you, you pay a city to take care of your trash, they probably come and take the canisters away. But, <laughs> like, for me and Crystal... Yeah, what do you, what do you do you Well, just it's the same. It? it doesn't matter um if well, you Well, like, okay, so for own. me, yeah. Yeah, I I but I don't have canisters. Like oh, I have yeah. trash valet. Gotcha. So, they there's people that come pick up my trash. Well, that but, makes sense. But if you But have, if I come and put if I put my actual trash can on my front porch, right. and not my trash, oh, well with my trash in it, are they just going to take the trash? They're going to take the trash can too. I don't know. No yeah, yeah how how do you that's exactly know. her logic. She was like, hmm. So my thought process was, um, like you said, the city does pay for these services and we don't usually um, think about it, but we're paying for it. And bulk pickup. I know where I live, they have bulk pickup. I'm sure most cities have it. When you give stuff away to Goodwill or like, you know, the CHKD thrift store or wherever you give your clothes away, right? And this is a question that somebody who shall remain anonymous asked me. They were just trying to figure out what they should do. Do you give away your bras or do you throw those away? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, okay. Um, I have actually given away brand new ones. Yes. Ironically, okay. recently, like around this time last year, because, you know, when you are, um, when you are, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, y'all. We are, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> So I'm sorry, y'all. I might leave this in. So Zoom just hit us with the um 10 minutes left. And I'm yeah. like, wait a We've minute. We've had unlimited minutes this whole time. <laughs> what is happening? Yo, we're gonna have to switch platforms because I'm so confused. Huh. So 
actually more recently i don't well so maybe a year ago now when i was pregnant i did make a donation um because things are fitting a little different you know so i will say i did do actually donate some bras that happened to be new that i knew i wasn't gonna ever probably wear again because you know things change when you have yeah. baby or getting ready to have baby <laughs> so i was like i ain't got time to just be like i'm not gonna hope and dream so I did technically, now that I think about it, give some away, but they did have tags on it. But used ones, I guess I never thought about it because in all transparency, after a while, they just get so worn out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just probably throw them away, I think. I never thought about it. I think I throw them away. And that that was what I told um, the person in question. I said, I, I just throw them away because I don't think I've ever been in the thrift store and saw bras. You know it's complicated having boobs y'all it is and yeah we'll just move on from that because because <laughs> uh yeah my situation is, is ever-changing daily <laughs> hourly <laughs> weekly it's changing all to nourish a little baby but it's okay I got a few more months and then I'll be hitting the year mark so I'm proud of myself <laughs> but I ain't gonna lie it is a journey <laughs> it's been a journey okay but so you, uh, yeah. you're about to uh, retire, retire, basically. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh, boy. I'm thankful every day because there's like a, a recall on formula right now. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's a big oh, deal. Wow. Similac has a big recall going on. All right, sure. Paula. Paula, name a bill that you can never pay off. Student loans. <laughs> I agree for 100, please. <laughs> um, I have one. So I, um, okay. obviously I knew the question. So I had, you know, kind of thought about it. So there are bills that I realized in life that yet you'll never technically pay them off. They're always going to be a thing. So mm-hmm. electricity bill. True. Any utility. Um, any kind of utility bill. They're never going to go away. Like as long as you live in a place, you're going to have that bill. Um, trying to think of bills that never end. Literally. If you're renting, rent, rent rent will never end because if you if you have a house, you're paying a mortgage. Eventually, you'll pay that off. Eventually, eventually, <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying. You, yeah, right. the, the goal right. is to pay off a mortgage and own your home. But I know in this day and age, a lot of people are they're selling their home before they pay off their mortgage. So that's another thing that you just may never pay off. You're always yeah. going to pay. Same, yeah, same thing with cars. People t- typically are not really paying them off. They're just taking that old loan money and dumping into a new loan. Nah. Which for me is not a smart move. But if At that's all. your that's your business, if that's what you want to do, if you got the money to do that, more yeah. power to you. But I, I don't really I... want to pay off a. I don't want to be paying for a new car and then still paying on a loan for a car. I don't for try. Old car, right? I don't really get. It. But it's getting I mean, on my nerves. Like everything has gone fast. up. Like I went to Starbucks. Everything but salaries. No, seriously. And then we're gonna move on because I know that yes, we touch base. But literally y'all everything like starbucks we've talked about it countless times dunkin donuts i went to dunkin donuts the same medium iced coffee cream and sugar that's my order if anybody would like to send cash at me some money so i can <laughs> get some dunkin donuts this week just saying they they, they gotta pay for gas they can't <laughs> y'all it used to i'm not exaggerating it used to be like mm, maybe three dollars literally right around three when i went the other day it was like 395 so you, first of all, this was how many years ago? I do, wait, I graduated in 2002. So 20 years ago, I do not remember. Wait a minute. Yes, 
hey, 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 don't come for me. I mean, I'm not far behind you. <laughs> but when you say it like that, oh my I mean, God. <laughs> it's 2022. I graduated what? in 2002. And the math says oh. I graduated from high school 20 years ago. But you about to so, be having um, a 20th anniversary, but yeah. uh, high school anniversary. Yeah, 2020th high school, re- 20th year reunion. My parents surprisingly let me go with her. She was like, so her senior year, my junior year, she was 17, turning 18. Her parents too, they did, they had a lot of trust in us. Mm-hmm. So with her little Mrs. B, she could lie. I remember we, <laughs> we, uh, and, uh, my family member was her boyfriend at the time. So shout out to uh, him as well. So they were dating and I was the third wheel. So basically we, um, packed up her gallant and we drove to DC, just okay. us three. So 17 year olds. And I was really like 16. We drove to DC and she was like, look, basically she had got accepted to Howard, but she needed to go up there to like turn in something. And th- these were the days before like technology was like, what yeah. it is. so you we had to literally electronically like- submit everything. <laughs> <laughs> so looking back, I'm like, dang, now we did a lot just for her to like go turn in something. I think she had to do something. So she's like, Chris, you want to come? You know, this is a way that you can like see what's out there and already I was like I doubt I ever get into Howard but I'm going like such a trip mm-hmm. with my parents she's cool like yes we drove to Howard y'all I fell in love with it I was like oh my god and that was like one of my not first times in DC but it was like DC from that point of view because you know of course I did the White House and we did all those field trips all the political stuff but like seeing black ass Howard and all the blackness around it. Right. I was like, oh my God. And like, <laughs> and she was just like, Different. so like, she just was like navigating the campus, like just so like good. And it just inspired me. Um, I say all that to say Howard was my dream school. I wanted to go to Morgan State and my best friend wanted to go to Howard. Uh. Um, and I remember like us touring the campuses and everything like that. And something something changed when I toured Morgan State's campus. I was like, I don't really know if Did this you feel it just be. wasn't a good fit. Maybe. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm not sure I want to come here. And I don't know what it was at that time. Um, I wish I would have just like did it anyway to be completely honest like paula <laughs> said it was only one option you either gonna well two you're gonna go to college and military or the military and yeah like that's that's not that was not an option for me so i was not like at well, all college is- i will never forget it so everybody knows school starts in um the end of august yeah. so it's like the tail end of summer but it's still hot as hell yes and i drive on campus my class starts at eight o'clock i get on campus at 7 30 and I'm looking for parking. And anybody who knows Norfolk State back in 2002 knows parking was atrocious. Um, I had a decal and everything. But where I had to park for my first campus class and the distance between where I parked and where the class was, let's just say by the time I got to class, my hair had sweated out. The armpits on my shirt had sweat stains. Um, like... If if I is if I was a less tenacious person, I would have just not went to class that day. Speaking of first day, I remember same thing. You know, you're getting all cute, getting your hair done, and then you see people showing up in sweatpants or like um, or the flip side, girls walking on campus with heels, stilettos, pumps, and on 
Not on campus. But on campus. If y'all and I saw. definitely, like, by my sophomore year, once I got, like, my footing, I was that girl walking around in heels. I bet. Yeah, Paula used to always have really cute shoes, I will say. So I believe that. Gotta be, you gotta be fresh when you stamp on campus. Yeah. Yes. It was definitely a walking fashion show. So it was like, you know, what, you know, your fit was like, hey, you had to come correct. I do remember. So um, that was a thing, having the hair done. Yeah. Like, you're, it was like, it was like the first day of school outfit all the time. Like all the time, to, though. Like every day. <laughs> so the funny memory I have with the Big Cap was that it was on like the cleaner side of campus. Um, you know, it was a little more activity going over there. It was literally like brighter, like the sun literally shined brighter over there. <laughs> <laughs> and they had more options. So they used to do like Soul Food Thursdays, where it was like fried chicken on Thursdays. Um, and then they would do fish fry Fridays. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. I was on, missing out then. Yeah, we were eating good. And then Sundays, it was um, soul food Sundays. Um, and so can you just like kind of explain like what exactly is a doula? What, what do you do as a doula? Yes. So a doula is a person who supports um, women or people who um, identify as women um, and people who don't identify as women, but are birthing people. We support um, you physically, mentally, and informationally throughout your journey of pregnancy, labor, and postpartum. Um, A birth doula um, specifically helps you through your pregnancy and through your active birth. And then a postpartum doula helps you through your postpartum stages um, of your journey. I think a couple of days or maybe a week or so later, you contacted me and you were like, I want you to be my doula. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a like thirsty doula, so I always do a happy dance. When people like, I want you to be my doula. I'm like, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> I brought out my little boob and yes. <laughs> no oh yeah let's let's clarify she did <laughs> wait i just realized how that's gonna sound she did not show me her boobs no 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 she, she brought in a fake breast yes, because that's what they breast. use as a training a training module yeah i think i called you and i think i caught a contraction that you were in when i called but i didn't know it was a contraction and you were like you didn't even say because again she tries to remain calm she keeps you calm so without saying it she was just like i think you should go ahead and start calling your husband where's your husband is he at work i'm thinking yeah he's like he's out in norfolk like what they got to do with anything and i believe you called me back and he was like girl you was right (laughs) (laughs) yeah like not even probably an hour later yeah, them contractions was contracted. I wasn't a dramatic pregnant person. I think she did it. I was pretty, I think I was easy to work with, but I was in pain. And I remember I couldn't talk. I didn't want to do a lot of talking. So I remember Zariah looking at me. My husband was packing the car and Zariah was like, um, she just calmly looked at me and said, I think I asked her, I said, well, you know, should we just be sitting here or do we have time? And she was like, no, I think we need to head to the hospital. And I was like, well, how do you know? And she was like, because of how you look. And so again, they're trained to kind of look at body language mm-hmm. and to kind of like, kind of see body like, mapping. what's happening. I remember Zara was like, do you want to, um, you asked me about some squats. Do you want to do the squats oh, that we talked? You know, squat queen. And I said, and I said no. And I, and I was like real stern. I said, no, I don't want to do any squats. Thank you. <laughs> And I, was like, and, I was, okay. and I was real polite with it, but I was like, bitch, I don't want to do no squats. <laughs> so 
when you're traveling, right? Um, I think it, the first thing you want to think about is who you're traveling with, right? Everybody cannot travel together. <laughs> no, no. Listen, listen, no. listen, listen, you know, your friends group, right? Ooh. You know, all your friends, you know, all your homegirls, you know, all your homeboys, you know, who's down, you know, who's like going to have their money, you know, who's going to say that they're going to go on this trip and you know, they're going to see it through to the, they're going to be at the airport that day yes. when it's time to roll. Right. Yes. Um, so I think that's first and foremost. And I mean, let's be honest, like the chemistry has to be right. If you're going on a trip with someone, right, you all are going away. Y'all are going to be in a space together, experiencing new things together. You don't want those Debbie Downers. You don't want those people who come with that negative energy because that is going to impact the tone and impact the trip overall right so once you get your once you get your crew together you know who it's gonna be i would also recommend probably traveling in fours because that's a perfect number for like catching ubers and transportation when you get to where you're going gems (laughs) things that we didn't even think about the trip yeah yeah right and i mean that it's just a good solid number so mm. there are cheap flights, right? I need, yeah, I need all of this. A, yeah. I need to take some notes while I pull out this I'm notes app. Uh, because <laughs> that right there is the beast. Yeah. So it's there's cheap flights out there, y'all. So there's no like fancy rhyme or reason or equation or special websites. Now there are websites, but for me, like I just generally use Google Flights. Okay. And Google the flights. best don't quote me on this, but there's information out there about when to access like um Google Google flights are just like places to purchase flights. So if you go directly to the airline, um, like Wednesday nights, I think. So Wednesdays overnight, like late at night, I think, um, because you know the prices of the the flights they they fluctuate. So yes, I was told it was Tuesday night. That's what I'm saying. So I I don't know what day of the week it is, but Mm. I would just say just. Look at night and this <laughs> and is nighttime at Look. night. Okay, oh, late night and late night. Okay. don't don't do Fridays because most people get paid on Fridays and uh, that's when they're gonna want to purchase, right? No, don't do good. Fridays. Okay. The other thing too is, um, your browser keeps a history, right? I heard about so that. you go into incognito mode mm-hmm. on Google Chrome when you want to purchase and look for flights because then your browser doesn't necessarily save that they'll information. They'll start as an algorithm. They'll start. To, an, they yes. start like, oh, I know she's probably gonna look yes. up this Hong Kong flight. So yes. like, so oh. so the flight prices yes. will fluctuate a lot quicker. Yes. Yep. Clear yes. clear your browser history. I did not know go that. incognito. Clear yep. the cache oh in your Google Chrome. Yep. Yeah, that yep. is true. <laughs> I have decided with a lot of consideration and talking to not only my teammate, but my friend and line sister, Crystal, that I'm taking a break from the podcast for the foreseeable future. And um, when I say foreseeable future, I don't know how much time that is. <laughs> don't worry, y'all. I've been grilling her like, so what does that mean? Because like, the Virgo in me is like, okay, so like, are we talking six months, six years? Like, what's happening? Is this a breakup? Like, what is going on? So no, it's, it's, it's not a breakup. Like, there's no beef. Me and Crystal are not having any issues. It's not creative. It's, it's nothing related to that. This is yeah. just something personal that I have to do. Um, just... 
I just I have to do it. That's just the best way I can say it. So going forward, um, we're, that was we're actually, still here. Yeah, kind of. You know? me, me saying, hey, I'm dropping out for a little bit. I yeah. did say, well, let me try to problem solve with her. Yeah. So she's not feeling the burden of this by herself. Yeah. And that's what we thought of together. Maybe doing some yeah. co-hosting episodes. I definitely will have, have some co-hosts. Every week. And so, yeah. but you, you did publicly thank me. So thank of you course. for, you know, taking a chance with me. Because I didn't know what I was doing. But, um. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Hey. Don't dun, 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 dun. I'm back and the wrong again. Start to Would be from me, hey. and the card attached would say, Thank you for being a friend. Dun, dun. Okay, okay. <laughs> vocals, vocals. <laughs> Do you prefer drums or flats when it comes to chicken wings? Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll let ladies go first. I mean, you're the professional. Now, I'll let you go first. I'm flats all day. Team team flats all day, baby. F's up. F's up. Can I ask you a serious question? I'm listening. Did you grow up eating chicken legs? <laughs> I did not. You lying. <laughs> Wait. You can, did you grow up eating chicken legs? Maybe I did, but what is that now? I'm grown now. I can buy my own food, sir. That, <laughs> It's drums all day because we all grew up eating chicken legs. The drum is just a mini chicken leg. Sir. For you people sir. who don't like the drum, I don't understand because people who look like us, we grew up on the chicken leg. Fried chicken night was chicken legs. I'm weak. <laughs> okay, I'll give you so that point. The drum is the chicken leg. That's why we enjoy the drum. It's like having a mini baby chicken leg. It's delicious. So it's so... So your your answer is what, sir? It's drums. It's always it's been drum, drums. and that's you listed all the reasons why. Literally, chicken places all around the world have made it a custom now that you can buy all flats. Oh, so, so that's, that's a myth. That's a myth. Because when you go to your wing place, you say you want all flats. Is a kitchen person in the back cussing you out as as you order? Because they got to because you throw sorted. off the wing ratio. So you like flats. And what's your reason for flats? Honestly, it, okay, so to be you forget honest. You forget where you came from. You forget where you came from. Sir, I let you speak. I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm so speaking. So honestly, no. I've had, to be 100% honest, I've had multiple bad interactions at restaurants with drums. Either they're too big. I've even had it with flats. I mean, like the whole wing. Dumb dumb lollipops are like a classic staple. Smarties. Those have like been Halloween candies for generations. Some of the absolute worst are like those sugar daddies are awful. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Any type of like butterscotch was like Worthington or whatever, like just old. So wait, who was giving those out? Butterscotch. What? <laughs> what? 
That's a church lady candy. And then, and then gave the full corrected name. Wait, Worthy. you never heard of the um butterscotch? The what it called? Worthy? What, Worthers? Something. It's like Worthers. I know what it is, but it's the fact oh. that he came out the Worthingtons. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had that in your Halloween basket? I have not. Come on. Uh, the absolute worst is that strawberry candy. <laughs> Oh, oh yes it's with a the, strawberry with the shiny suit man yeah. rapper yes it's, it's like it looks like a strawberry wrap. so the other the wrapper is the strawberry it's like the, like the little dots and the green yep. on top and then it's wrapped in some random plastic yes it is terrible it don't taste like strawberry low-key it is just it is just random sweet yeah random red sweetness but low-key it was kind of good i can't even front but like have y'all even seen that in the store that's the wild thing. Where do you even go to buy that? Does anybody I've know what that's seen it in a store? Me neither. Nah. <laughs> Picture it. It's 95. Oh, hold on. He was born in no, yeah, 95. He was a baby. He was born, yeah, he was born in 95. So 97, 98 ish. And we like, all right, we about to go out here and rack up. That was when people were generous. You yeah. Know? And so sometimes you just, you get back home and you, you know, it's like, well, after you lead a strip club and you thinking they was throwing hundreds, but they was throwing ones. And you throw it's all the- your table out, all your candy. <laughs> right, yeah. right, yeah. right. And so you dump it out. And so now you got to pay Peter, Paul and all these people. So your mama wants some, your daddy wants some. And, and it's only one Snickers. It's right. pieces. And Good then you candy. got candy corn and Them all this strawberry stuff that you, the strawberry junk, Tootsie Roll. What? Oh my God. Yes. Oh, my mother. Terrible Halloween candy. We, we don't even know what a Tootsie Roll is. You don't know if it's chocolate, Tootsie Roll, caramel. We don't know what that wants to be. To might be a, like a legit. Did someone make your costume or y'all bought it? Mm-mm. I had the headpiece and everything, all black, black, before blacked out, everything was a thing. Like I was in these streets, like mm-hmm. dangerous in the dark with all black on. Somewhere. I also I also had to run as Batman. But I think I was like, I may have been six or seven, because my grandma made the costume. Mm-hmm. It was I'm the sorry. old the old school Batman, Adam West, the <laughs> blue and gray. Oh basically, basically like my whole life, my costumes were made. Like my first costume, I was like a bunny rabbit. I think what? my mom made that. She was very crafty. Hey, and I was a Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. I had like the mask. My grandma and my mom like found like a little chess piece they made in a shell. And I had a belt from like some toys. Then they made me the Batman costume. I but wish you Batman had evidence costume. of this. Oh, this is I got pictures. Oh, you know they got pictures. You know there's pictures. For me, the best costume. I don't have a best costume because it was a lot of like randomness with my costumes. And I can say that some costumes, I mean, they were made, but not really. They were just kind of like, again, it was like, oh yeah, today's Halloween. So maybe you should make something up tonight in a couple hours. Um, So I remember, and Octavia does not remember this, but there was a time where me and Octavia pretty much lived together. Um, so we're pretty much like sisters because like we just pretty much live together. So she don't remember because she was much younger than me. But my mom basically was working and picked us up from the babysitter. And it was Halloween that day. 
and we had no costume because no one planned ahead. It was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of last minute going on. So basically my mom, I remember talking to all the kids in the neighborhood and they were like, oh, what are you going to be? What are you going to be? And I was kind of sad. I was like, I don't know. I don't have a costume. And basically when my, my mom picked us up on a babysitter and I was like, mom, what are we going to, you know, we don't have a costume. And she's like, oh, you can go get a sheet. She'll probably deny this. You can get a sheet and literally be a ghost. <laughs> Why are you mad? Y'all, let me call my aunt real quick because I I just the disrespect that you bestowed upon my cousin. (laughs) You know how they back in like in the movies they take a sheet and cut the holes out, and I remember being mortified like, oh, absolutely will not be seen. (laughs) No candy for me this year. (laughs) I will will skip Halloween before I do that. So basically, Octavia doesn't remember, but she but you were there. y'all I'm crying Octavia was there y'all but basically to sum it up um there was no costume I did not put a sheet over my head because also uh no we're black we don't wear sheets on our heads um (laughs) we're not doing that um also (laughs) miss me with that bush (laughs) you're not a gang member you a (laughs) so that was a year that we went to the mall, okay? And this is when we lived over in Hampton. I'll tell you to remember, but you you did a mall trick-or-treat. And we went to the mall, and it was so embarrassing. When you're a kid and you don't have a costume, that is like the ultimate. So you were trick-or-treating in regular clothes? Yes! Yes! <laughs> I went to school. Oh, and where do you? A school student is what I am. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. You gotta remember, like, that is a big deal when you're like, eight nine that is like the worst thing you could do i did not have a costume so no we just went Mm. and matter of fact to make it worse i think we had like a grocery bag or a pillowcase as the bag okay (laughs) it was just not no one thought about it it was just like yo it's halloween today let's just let's just go figure it out y'all not ready for this one oh god one year same thing my parents it just was like no thought Oh yeah, tomorrow's Halloween. You should be something. And so my mom basically had like a headscarf. So she put a headscarf, wrapped it up um, on me. <laughs> Let me paint the picture, y'all. Let me paint the picture. It was a headscarf, like a head wrap before head wraps were cool. Okay, let's just be clear. This is like 98. She basically, she put on like a head wrap, some makeup on me. Um <sighs> some earrings that dangle long story short i look like just a random child dressed up in makeup with like a, a head wrap on and so i was like well mom what am i supposed to be like what is this she's like i don't know just you just made up like you're going out and i said well so when people ask me what am i like what are gonna what am i gonna be so then my stepdad when i came downstairs he's like oh you should be josephine baker Mind you, I was a child. I didn't know who Josephine Baker was at this time in life. What? And last costume to take takes the cake. So now that I think about it, have we ever bought a costume? I don't know. I don't think I have. I'm laughing at David for his having background memory lane. I don't think any was made. The last one that takes the cake was you should be a graduate. My mom. 
Shout out to NSU. Y'all, I'm embarrassed. My mom had her college graduation cap and gown still. Now, my mom's young, so at the time, her graduation hadn't been that long before because, you know, my mom was young, had me young, so I was around. I was there at her graduation. But basically, I was a graduate (laughs) one year. And people were like, oh, wow, that's a great idea. You're going to be a scholar. Like, just, y'all, that's it. That's it. That's all I have. Whose cap and gown did you wear? It was my mom's NSU, ironically, her Norfolk State. I guess she was foresighting in the future because I ended up going to Norfolk State and becoming a graduate. And the funny thing, I mean, there's no disrespect to the adults that were in my life back then, like, I don't think any of them are doing what they, whatever they wanted to be when they grow up, nobody's doing it. Everybody just has just a job and just had just the job. Yeah, well, honestly, that's most adults, you know, if you think about it. Honestly, I want everyone listening to kind of take a moment and think about someone. Do you know anyone that is actually literally doing what they say they're going to do? The sky is not the limit, as I seen somebody post the other day. It is just a view. Um, and it is okay if we change, it's okay if we change our mind, as long as we're not hurting ourselves and we're not hurting the people around us. And what do you want to be when you grow up? Instead of asking kids and even young adults this question, instead of asking them that at the next family gathering at the next Thanksgiving or Christmas gathering, because again, we are approaching the holidays. So this is a good time to start making some changes, changing the narrative a little bit about this question um the article that i have linked to the show notes it did a good job of kind of presenting a little chart that basically says well what should we ask instead of that question what should we be asking kids you know so please refer to the chart but i will kind of highlight a little bit for the show you know so that you know y'all can follow along but it basically just says do we want to put this pressure on children at a young age if yes then it's like a flow chart do you want to think the do you want your child to think identity is all about work? So asking that question, what do you want to be when you grow up? If you're not careful, that can make them tie their identity to work at a young age. Pumpkin pie was one I think out surprised me how many people were like riding for pumpkin pie or pumpkin spice or just well, yeah, people ride for pumpkin heart. Yeah, it, it and then like Kevin stayed. I don't know if you saw the video he did where he. Like you want to make black people mad, eat a piece of pumpkin pie and have you know have the audacity to like it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He don't... <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> I think it was one he posted about like Thanksgiving sides. It was something about like sides. Um. Oh, I think cranberry sauce is trash. To oh yeah. Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and the like, funny thing is, like, I don't even. I think cranberry sauce in general is trash. It's even more trash if it's like homemade. Like the only time we ever had cranberry sauce, it was out of the can. I don't even think we broke it up out of the shape of the can. Like it was on the table in a little dish in the shape of the can it came out of. Well, that's my issue with it. We're like ridges and everything. There's no canned good that does that. <laughs> Is your thoughts on, I guess to be a little more serious, on raising black sons? Um and just how you feel about it, what you think about it. I say all the time, um, it's stressful because like, not stressful, but it's like, it's 
I guess the word like is, I guess I'm I'm it's it comes with a stress and it's a weight because I just want to make sure I raise good human beings that are proud to be black, that are comfortable like in their blood, like you know black because we all the key word now we say is we're all we're not a monolith. There's no one way to be black. I was in first grade and I remember this first like, even when he started school I tell him all the time it's cool to be smart don't be afraid to be yourself it's cool to be smart that boy reads every day he's asking mm-hmm. all types of questions like yeah you playing baseball it's a white sport don't even worry about that because they're black kids out here playing baseball it's still cool to be you and that's like got a one-year-old son like kind of right behind him I just want I just want them to just be themselves whatever yeah. that is just be themselves and not feel pressured to feel like you have to be like a certain way. Yeah, that, that's that's counterproductive for sure. I mean, it's I think it's kind of weird because as a, a a guy and as a, as a little boy, you're not really. I don't know that being a dad is something that's like sewn into to boys. No, uh, it's about sports and it's about you know cars, army men, things, whatever. Um, so then when you become a dad, it's kind of weird because it's like you didn't prepare yourself at all for this um i think that's true with kids in general not just sons um but then even more so sons it's it's kind of like winging it. i feel like that's kind of the, the main feeling i have sometimes i'm just like winging it like and you won't know if i guess what worries me so to speak or what i worry about the most is you won't know if you've done it right until it's too late to fix you know what i mean like well i guess it's never too late to fix but you won't know if you've taught them all the lessons they needed to learn until they get tested and then they either you know fail or succeed and then it's another lesson to learn today's random rant we're going to be talking about code switching we're going to be talking about what it is some examples of it i know a lot of us especially um you know black we've been we've either been guilty of it or we do it and don't realize or we Mm -hmm. at least have an idea of what it is or we have heard the term somewhere in our life but it was never a this is what you have to do like it was it was never said you need to make sure that you do this it it was never that it was always i kind of saw what she did and that was a thing so we i think we learn we learned how to do that by seeing Mm -hmm. you know our our parents or our families do that yeah um but that's like generation of yeah. having to code switch. Culturally, I know as black people, um, I can only speak for black because I'm black, but um, yeah. mo- most of us have been like in social settings when it comes to workplace specifically, it's almost like we are expected to keep up and know about their culture and every little nuance in their culture. But mm-hmm. as soon as like I bring up something that typically my culture does it's like oh it's very dismissed like oh i've never heard of that and they move on in conversation so the takeaway here is like be your whole self brenda has said it i've been saying be show up and i'm preaching to myself i'm taking i need to take my own advice (laughs) be who you are show up unapologetically professional of course if you're at work you know absolutely but just say you know what yeah this is a show that i like or this is the book that i'm reading or we did not eat green bean casserole at thanksgiving we totally had 
yams with uh, marshmallows. That's how right. we, that's how we eat it at my house. What marshmallows? Yup, diabetes. Yep. Sure, sure did yep. eat it that way, and that's okay. The question is, do you have a preferred side of the bed? So for me, let's see, my preferred side of the bed, if I'm standing at the foot of the bed facing the headboard so that y'all can get a visual, I like the right side of the bed. So again, if I'm facing the headboard, the bed is on the right side. If you're in the bed, I guess technically that's the left side of the bed. That's my preferred side. Um, maybe because of how our bed is positioned, I can see like the door, the bedroom door. And I don't, so I don't know. It's a comfort thing. Like if I'm laying in the bed, I can still have my eye on the door and see the hallway and just kind of know what's going on. Now, I'll be personally, it's probably the left side, which would be her right side. I don't know what's the preferred side. That's just how it happened. She took that side. I took the other side and just worked out. But her preferred side is all sides because she prefers. <laughs> it's all sides. She prefers to not share the bed. Yeah. She a terrible sleepmate. Take covers. Take all the room. I, just I be on the edge, edge of the bed. I'm tall. So I wake up, my back hurts. So her preferred side is all of it. The left hand and the right side. Oh, all man. Oh like gosh. The middle right spread out all the way. All of it. That's her preferred oh, so side. You've been of waiting a while to say that. I know that was pinched up, honey. I know. So yeah, I prefer, and this is not a secret <laughs> for those who have talked to me. I prefer to sleep by myself. <laughs> I love him to death. However, sleep is very important to me. Yeah. Oh, what about you? Uh, That's funny. What about you, Brandon? My preferred side is looking at the headboard, the left side. Um, and it's so crazy because so this May, Brian and I will be have been married 13 years. And since we've been married or together like that's always been my side it's crazy yeah i think anytime i've ever been in the bed alone like if i've been out of town or brendan's gone i'll just <laughs> lay like diagonal across the bed like just kind of take up the whole as the bed as possible yeah hey but it is better like when you're by yourself yeah you literally could just lay across the whole bed however yeah random eloquence well spoken rants